the midweek audio column with the one and the only Cruzy McCalligan. Cruz, morning to you. How are you today? Good morning. I am very well, although very hot, as I'm sure most of Hong Kong is at this point in time. Melting, melting. Um, yeah. And you know, we've got this new heat stress warning, but it's so ambiguous as to when it comes on. I know I mentioned it to Andrew when I was speaking mm. to, uh, with him, but it's it's 31 degrees right now and it's 77% relative humidity. I'm just thinking, when will, I mean, is it, yeah. is it at 80% that it kicks in? But what's the real difference between 77% versus 80%? I don't know. I don't know, but I agree with you. I think it is super, super hot out there at the moment and that people should be very, very careful. Um, and drink lots of water. Yes, drink and, lots and of water. Yes. Find some shade, all I, those sorts of things. Exactly. So you've got an interesting, a very topical topic for us this morning. Yes, I am leaning into the current Barbie phase, it, like madness, Barbie fever, whatever it is that's sweeping the planet at the moment again. Because obviously the movies come out, and we're not going to talk about the movie much, although I did watch it the other day. It was it was very funny and very clever. It was very interesting because, um, I don't know, I think I have a checkered past with Barbie and finding Barbie quite problematic and all those sorts of things. As a feminist and all those things, I've always found Barbie a little bit problematic and my children don't have a lot of the stereotypes Barbies. They have lots of the different kinds of Barbies and things like that. But having said that, it was good fun. And um, it's made me think a little bit more about Barbie in, um, in, in a different light as well, I suppose. Um, did you play with Barbie as a child, Maureen? I did, yes, because, I mean, we didn't have a lot to play with those days. Nowadays, there's so many different types of dolls. But back in the day, um, Barbie was sort of like the cool thing to play with. So, uh, yeah, I had a long hair Barbie, which I posted on the Facebook page. Um, and that was really cool. You could style her, her hair in any way. You could trim it, of course. And they, they gave you a bottle of gel. You could use wow. it. Wow. Yep. It was a cool Barbie. Yeah. Fascinating. Did, did you play with Barbies growing up? I definitely did. I definitely had. I definitely, definitely had Barbies when I was a child, for sure. Um, I didn't have a Barbie dream house. No, um, no I didn't. Have I never house. had a Barbie dream house. Although I was just reading a statistic that a Barbie dream house is sold every two minutes. Whoa! I, yeah. D- out of curiosity, did you have a Ken? You know, I don't remember, but I must have done. I think I did. I oh, think I did have a Ken. Lucky. Yeah, I do, do think I had a Ken. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, I didn't have a Ken. Um, so instead, Barbie's boyfriends were teddy bears or, I don't know, lions. Oh. Yeah, anyway. Oh, well, male friends. But, yeah. but Barbie is, is quite fascinating and pretty iconic, regardless of what your feelings are about her, right? And this year, in 2023, um, the doll turned 64 years old, um, you know, and... There's, a, there's still a lot that isn't super common knowledge about how it came to be and all of those sorts of things, starting with the fact that actually Barbie was inspired. So we, you may have heard the fact that Barbie was named after its creator, Ruth Handler's daughter, Barbara Handler, mm. um, or Barbara Millicent Roberts Handler, which had a big, long name. And then um, uh, Ruth's son was called Kenneth which is why he's called Ken. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Um, but... Um, but yeah, so, but actually it was inspired by what was a German gag gift. So we think of like Barbie as being this, oh, American Barbie doll, right? But actually she was modeled after an R-rated German doll named Lily. And, um, this was, uh, this was, this, 
this lily doll inspired these kinds of comics in a German tabloid called Bildzeitung. And this was meant to be a gag gift for adults, right? So it was quite like, it was quite explicit. It was like a 50s comment strip about a high-end call girl, right? But then when Mattel founder, which was Ruth Handler, the creator of Barbie, saw this lily doll while traveling in Europe, it inspired her this idea of Barbie. And she didn't really know. She just saw that there was an adult shaped body that she'd been trying to describe for years and the people at the company that she worked for didn't quite get it she's like i want a doll that's not like a little girl that's a woman right that kind of has this sort of shape so she had this very specific idea and then she kind of saw it in this gag doll like <laughs> it's quite r-rated anyway but she was also quite um influenced by things like uh paper dolls um, and she remembers that when she uh, when her daughter was a child she had a preference for paper playmates over baby dolls and would play with them for hours on end and this created her Ruth's vision to create a 3D doll for girls to kind of play out their dreams and sort of like make believe without being a mother to a baby doll right which is what you kind of tended to do um, so this is why they called her Barbie now, the real Barbie was 17 years old. So Barbara Handler, the person who the Barbie's named after, was 17 by the time the doll debuted and therefore wasn't actually particularly interested in being associated with the child's toy. So she said that kids used to come up to her and go, so you're the Barbie doll, and she didn't like it. She said it was very strange to have this doll named after her, actually. Um, yeah, um, but interestingly, like, if we talk about the design of Barbie, apparently Barbie was co-designed by a missile engineer. So when it came to create the first Barbie doll, Bruce Handler assigned Mattel designer Jack Ryan to help her. Now, he was a Yale alumnus, and he worked for an aerospace company prior to joining the team at Mattel. In fact, he helped even design um, the U.S. government's Hawk and Sparrow missile systems before he created Barbie. Bit of a career pivot, if we're being honest, right? Um, but he went on, and this is interesting, he went on after this from being like a missile engineer to marry Zaza Gabor. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, the Hungarian actor, um, <laughs> you know, who had thousands and thousands of, of, of husbands. Yeah, so it's quite interesting. Um, now, the thing is with Barbie is she created a lot of problems, legal problems from the very beginning. So she was introduced to the world on March 9th, 1959 at the American International Toy Fair. And when the company behind those Lily dolls that I mentioned, the German R-rated high-class escort dolls, saw Barbie, they really weren't happy. And they accused Mattel of copying elements of her design, especially her hip joint, which is the, the way that the, that particular doll bended, which is quite unique to Barbie, right? The way that Barbie moves. Yeah. I remember reading a statistic about Barbie when I was a child, Oh, about like, the proportions if, of her yes, neck. And if so, she yeah. actually, yeah, if she actually life. existed in those proportions, she'd have to walk on all fours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was quite interesting. But anyway, so this company, Greiner and Hauser, sued Mattel for infringement. And then they settled out of court because Mattel just bought the rights to Lily. So corporation, like, you know, from the beginning, was able to just swoop in and solve all the problems. Interestingly, like, we hear, like, Malibu Barbie, right? Oh, yeah. But um, actually, Barbie is actually from Wisconsin. They created a fictional place for Barbie to be from. She's from the fictional town of Willows, Wisconsin. And even though that's not a real place, um, Wisconsin is very proud of her being from Wisconsin, so claim her. And she's even in the Wisconsin Historical Museum <laughs> from being from a make-believe place. Um, um, of course, like, interestingly, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of people, like, advertisements for Barbie w would have been a huge thing 
especially when they first came out, you know, when we're talking about the first people doing TV commercials in the late 1950s and 60s. And a lot of celebrities over the years have made their debuts in Barbie commercials before they were famous. So, for example, um, Mila Kunis, uh, Fergie, um, even Maureen McCormick, who was in the Brady Bunch. These are all these people who were appeared in ads for dolls before they even came like and close the voiceovers and stuff. Yeah, and oh. just like as children, just playing with the Barbie doll in the oh. advert. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen yeah. one of Mila Kunis. Um, uh, fun fact as well. I think Ali Howe also uh, was a voice of Barbie for for a few things for a few ads as well. Wow! Really? Yeah. Well, oh. Of course she would be. She's yeah. also an icon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just saw her next door. Maybe I, I should have actually just grabbed her and said, can you put on the Barbie voice? But yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she next slipped time. away. Yeah, next time. <laughs> um, apparently, um, Barbie was originally sold as both a blonde and a brunette, but the blonde did so much better in sales, they just kind of can oh. push the, the the brunette to the back of the shelf, oh. which I think is very sad. And also what's interesting is that um, she didn't smile um, for the first 12 years of her life, Barbie. Uh, the original Barbie had pursed lips that made her look quite serious, and it wasn't until 1971 that Mattel introduced Malibu Barbie, and that was the first version of the doll to smile with her teeth. Oh, oh, the classic. Yeah. Yeah, I had to Google Barbie versus Lily, and it, they are very similar. Yeah, I yes, can see why. they are yeah, very, very why. similar. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. Barbie didn't smile at all. I, I, I like it. I, I like it now when they smile with teeth. So yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think it's just in we're social animals, right? We can't go past a smile. A smile just makes us feel better if it's a nice, happy, genuine smile and not a creepy smile. Um, now, Ken is actually younger than Barbie. He made his debut in 1961, two years after Barbie. Now, of course, it's a bit weird because they're kind of marketed as sort of a couple, right? They are as a couple, Ken and Barbie. Yes. But um, they... Uh, they're technically named after siblings, as I mentioned. Kenneth and Barbara were siblings, so it's a bit of a weird one. Um, but originally, uh, the original Ken in 1961 was totally shirtless. He just didn't have a shirt. I love this. He came with red swim trunks, a pair of sandals and a towel, and that was it. No, there was no top. There was nothing. He was just, just just shirtless all the time. Um, the next year, in 1962, he did come with a shirt, a red and white striped shirt, though he still wore it open, so it wasn't exactly modest. Um, but yes, yeah, so they even had a, um, they, they, they took a, they, they even created a, um, a different doll to kind of give Barbie a bit more of a story. Ken and Barbie did break up after 43 years together, um, just before Valentine's Day, and Barbie uh, dated uh, a Californian guy called Blaine Gordon uh, during the 2004 Toy Fair. Um, and so Blaine was very popular. I'm not sure how they thought that the name Blaine would be <laughs> snappy as Ken, but I guess that's fine. Um, and because he was so popular as uh, Barbie's new guy, they didn't make any new Ken dolls for two years. Um in that time, uh, I've uh, forgive me. I've never heard of Blaine. I had to Google no, him. me neither. Yeah. No, I haven't either. You have to have a look and let me know what he's like. Yeah. But apparently, after taking some time to work on himself, Ken reappeared in 2006 with an updated look, a bit of a fresher style, and him and Barbie managed to reconcile just in time for 2011 Valentine's Day. So oh. there's a lot going on behind the scenes, which is super fascinating. Now we also look at like Barbie, and we know about like um, Barbie has a younger sister called Skipper. I didn't actually know this i never had a skipper doll or anything like that she also had twin siblings tootie and todd again did not know this did not know that either 
Tootie was discontinued in 1971 and eventually replaced with there was Stacey. Stacey. Yeah, there was, yes. I remember Stacey. So Stacey's her sister too. Yes, apparently. Yeah, and then she I has a toddler Stacey. sister named Kelly who arrived oh, in the yes. mid-1990s. I think, yep. I think Stacey and Kelly were more our generation. Yeah. Yes, it must have been. And then, this, and then there was Chelsea who replaced Kelly. And then oh. there was an infant named Chrissy. No, yeah, and then no a lot idea. of them, yeah. It's been very complicated, but it's been a busy, busy family. She also has more than 40 pets. Um, so she has, She's an animal she's had, lover. Yeah, she's had 21 dogs, 14 horses, 6 cats, 3 ponies, a parrot, a panda, a chimpanzee, a giraffe, and a zebra. Whoa. It's like a zoo. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's quite a lot, really. Um, and actually, it's really interesting because it has been political as well. In 2015, following the release of the documentary Blackfish, which was about um, orca whales at SeaWorld. Do you remember? I didn't watch it because I'm very sensitive about stuff like that and I didn't think I could handle it. It would have upset me a lot. But um, they faced a lot of... The, the aquatic theme parks faced a lot of black backlash for their treatment of orca whales in captivity. And as a result, Mattel announced that they would discontinue the SeaWorld Barbie, which they had. And they said that, you know... Um, yeah, so it's interesting. They said Barbie actually has a rich history as an animal rights activist, and she's been fur-free for her entire history. So um, yeah, that's quite fascinating as well. Um, and of course, uh, we the thing is with Barbie is she is the stereotypical Barbie is Caucasian, blonde hair, blue eye, right? Yes. So um, when we look at like, thank goodness we've got a bit more diversity now to reflect the many millions and millions and millions of children who play with Barbie. But the first time there was a black doll in the Barbie universe was um, was Christy. And she was introduced in um, a line of talking Barbie dolls in 1968. So, yeah, so she's actually been, Christy has been a part of the extended Barbie universe uh, for a very, very long time, actually, pretty much since her launch. I had no idea. Wow, there's so much I'm learning about Barbie. And like you said, the Barbie universe, pets and family members. Now, um, it's interesting because, like, these are some of the things, if we look back in history, which can be a bit problematic. So Barbie's first job was really when she was first sold in 1959 in her black and white swimsuit was as a teenage fashion model, right? Which, okay, is a job. There are teenagers who do fashion modeling, and I'm sure there are some who do so without pressures and um, like in nice, happy, well-being focused environments, let's hope. But actually through time, you know, she's taken on all these other careers and since she was, um, since she came about in 1959, she's actually had 200 different careers oh yeah Barbie. 200 so barbie is a feminist after all yeah well that's the thing so it's very interesting she's had like jobs working as you know obviously we've got like doctors and vet and scientists and educators she's worked in the yes a firefighter that's right actually i misread one before and i was like fighter pilot but no <laughs> firefighter and pilot i don't think barbie should be glorifying war no. <laughs> definitely not a fighter pilot um but she's also been a sign language teacher a unicef ambassador a canadian mountie and a rapper a sign language teacher i had no <laughs> a idea. sign language teacher yes That's i mean amazing. that would be a, that would be a barbie doll worth finding i think right for, Abs- both... for kipper and Niall. Yes, yeah absolutely well, absolutely we actually got kipper um a, a barbie doll for her last birthday because mattel launched a brand new one uh, a barbie with hearing aids and it's That's fantastic it's really inclusive because it's really difficult to find dolls with hearing aids but barbie made them little little detachable ones but we did have to super glue them because that they're so small that they would get lost but i love how inclusive some of their designs are
Yes, absolutely. And I mean, it's it's interesting because they they they. There's only gonna, they also have started doing Barbie dolls based on people. So you do have a lot of people who are honored with a Barbie doll that is them, right? Um, and there's been a lot of um, activists and scholars and artists who have gone on to have to have Barbie dolls made after them. Um, but yeah, but Barbie's been everything. She's been a, she's run for president many, many, many times. She's president. been an astronaut. Yes, she's been President Barbie as well. Um, but yes, according to according to um, Guinness World Records, the best-selling Barbie doll of all time is Totally Hair Barbie. Is this the one you're talking about? It was released yes. in 1992. Yes, that was yes. My, the long hair Barbie, Chung Fat yes. Barbie. Yes, that one, totally. Yes. Yes. And to date, more than 10 million <gasps> Totally Hair Barbie dolls have been sold. Well, I am responsible for two of them because I, I, I lost one and then luckily I got another one for my next birthday. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's quite remarkable, really, the popularity of this doll. You know, I mean, I have a few Barbie dolls. I've actually never bought my children a Barbie doll, but they've been given a few. And they've also got many that have kind of followed the same formula, like having like a, you know, a Mulan princess doll. I've got Barbie dolls with short blonde hair. I've got Barbie dolls who are bigger figured. All these different ones that people have given. So it's nice to know that people have recognized that as a parent I'm quite inclusive and like to embrace diversity so please don't give my children just purely blonde blue-eyed Barbie dolls although they do have some of those too of course um, but it's interesting in you know a, a child um, uh, Mattel has made the claim that every three seconds someone in the world buys a new Barbie oh wow that's a now, big claim it's incredible. Um, and so, you know, the world, it, it's like Barbie could circumnavigate the globe more than six times if you lined them up end to end. <laughs> oh, um, so Barbie does sort of come in uh, different nationalities as well. Although I have to say, I I mean, growing up, I kind of wish I had like there was like an Asian Barbie. I, yeah. I, yeah, because it was such a, you know, I, I love my doll so much, but it would be nice to have an Asian uh, Barbie. But I didn't. I mean, now that I Google it, I, I, I can see images of it, but it was never really sold uh, in Hong Kong, ironically. No, and I think that, that that's interesting because I used to find that, and I, I hope that's changing in Hong Kong because I remember being a child in Hong Kong and having so many friends who were Asian or ethnically Chinese and always thinking like we're all playing with these dolls that don't really look like any of us but they yeah. definitely don't look like you you know <laughs> like and and then also just I think that like worshipping of kind of western beauty ideals is hopefully making its way out now to embrace that like beauty is obviously always been there for all the other ethnicities too just because pop culture wasn't being downloaded from overseas do you know what i mean well said cruzy and all yeah. those the, the asian barbies are all the world collection ones why are you collecting different sort of um i don't know it's yeah but i hope they will i hope they will hear this audio column and make changes immediately <laughs> immediately but i think i think it's good and i think people are making it's it's really interesting i think it's interesting because if you're talking about a doll that people kids love to play with and because they love to like create this idea of it's a bit more grown up right than them so it's like what it's like the dream of what comes next what could i be what could i do and it would just it's so nice that at least it's made an effort to expand that representation so that you can actually see yourself in the dolls or other people can too um but uh i've got two quotes to finish on today yes please now ruth handler the creative barbie said um barbie always represented the fact that a woman has choices which was interesting. I guess she does always, she's always been able to choose her shoes and her clothes and her hair 
there and her job. 200 careers. So, yes, that, that I do think is interesting. And then there's just a bit line of dialogue from the Toy Story 3 movie, which I thought was really lovely, when Lotso Bear says to Ken, she's a Barbie doll, Ken. There's 100 million just like her. And Ken says, not to me, there's not. Oh, that's so romantic. Well, yeah. Cruz, thank you so much for your time again. I love this audio column, and I look forward to more chats with you next week. Thank you for now.